Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Today's sponsor is Audible.com. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice. It is free and it is waiting for you, like my book, Life of the Party, which the audiobook is actually 10 times better than the real book. At www.audiblepodcast.com backslash birdcast. Also, Trip Flip, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. on Travel Channel. That is it for ads, everybody. Today's guest... One of my favorite human beings in the world. Literally, I laugh today harder than I've laughed in a quite a long time. And we have one of the most seamless conversations I have ever had with this gentleman. He is a podcast machine with literally three of the top ten podcasts out there. Getting Doug with High, Doug Loves Movies, The Benson Interruption. I don't even know if that's a podcast anymore. I just know that he has two of them. Maybe it's just two of them. He's one of my favorite people. I love hanging out with him. And we will be hanging out together in D.C. June 11th, 12th, and 13th. Where I'm headlining the D.C. Improv and he's coming into a show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to bring to you Doug Benson. This is Where are we starting? Yes! <laughs> but... <laughs> Why don't you say something like it started or something? I should have said it started. Yeah. I should have started. Said it started. Um, so listen about <laughs> <laughs> that's what podcasts used to be is just us talking shit about people. Uh, I guess it's still a little bit of that, but maybe not. You know, isn't there a lot of talk lately about how it's important to punch up instead of down? So you kind of have to, <coughs> you know what I mean? Not attack people that are below you in yeah. terms of success and whatnot. I think, well, I think it's even it's, it's weird when you attack up. It's like when people saw, you hear people talk shit about Louie or Kevin Hart, you're like, what the fuck? <coughs> you know. well, that's true, I guess. But there's, you know, there's always going to be, <clears throat> when guys get that level of su- success, there's always going to be people me, like me that go, Louie's brilliant, and I'm still not sure about Kevin Hart, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like him, and uh, <coughs> that Get Hard movie with Will Ferrell, yeah. He has one scene in that movie that's the funniest thing I've ever seen Kevin Hart do. Really? Yeah, where he like he's telling uh Will Ferrell what it's going to be like out in the prison yard. Yeah. In prison and he starts doing like he starts playing all the characters, like all the different guys in the oh, prison really? yard. Yeah, and he like, you know, changes his hat around and changes his face and does the different characters and it's just really <coughs> it's really well done and I I think he's already kind of getting into a, a already into a rut of just being manic and not being not having a cleverness to it. Yeah. You know, that that scene had. The rest yeah. of the movie was, you know, I, I didn't love it, but. Like, yeah, because, you know, it's not to say, I mean, I, I can't, I, once I, I'm doing exactly what we just talked about not doing is, is I'm punching up. But, like, there is a, there is a, there is a character <clears throat> that you get cast as playing in TV, in movies, and then they want a lot of that. So it's a lot of the, God damn it, man, you know, like the Chris, Chris Tucker 
Yeah, no, I I see it happen to every great comic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Martin, uh, you know, I, I dare say half of his movies, he's playing someone who's just frustrated all the time and 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 is uh, upset. Yeah, you know, yeah. instead of <coughs> the funniest fucking guy in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then like, the, you know, it sort of happened a little bit to Chevy Chase. Like he was really cool for a few movies, and then suddenly vacation. <laughs> you know, he turned this corner, and then he just had to play the bumbling asshole for the rest of his life. Yeah, he was the cool guy, Todd. He was so cool in foul play. Yeah, and, and in Caddyshack. And funny cool, Yeah, which is hard to do. And once you've got it, you should run with it. Yeah. Eddie Murphy has to play characters that aren't as smart as his character, as characters he should be playing. That's so fucking true. What about Zach? Zach has, you know, been frustrated, but then Birdman came along, and, you know, now he can write his ticket I didn't as see, far as yeah, I guess, yeah. film acting. It's he's amazing. An ama- he's, he's an amazing he's great actor. In it. He's, he's an great amazing in actor. Birdman, and there's those long takes, and he uh, <laughs> he threw in a, a kind of a Galifianakis move. He mispronounced when he says Martin Scorsese. He mispronounces it. Yeah, he's like Martin Scorsese or something like that. <laughs> Zach is one of the most under, I think, uh, underappreciated, underrated comic. I, I don't know the right word, but I feel like. He's one of the, my favorite comics to watch, but he's someone all anyone wants to do is go Wolf Pack now right. when he goes on stage. Yeah, so no, I feel like his the- his comedy, his jokes that he writes, and and the ones that he ad libs, like he's, uh, it's just the jokes are all they tend to just be perfect. You yeah, know? like I used to do joke offs with him where we just take turns saying saying jokes because his short he just does so many good short jokes. Yeah, you know, like uh, he's kind of a little bit of a throwback to Stephen Wright, who also never had clunky short jokes. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It's hard to do a shit ton of short jokes and get big laughs with all of them, you know? And that's and that's where Zach also, he, like, <clears throat> pauses a long time in between each joke. Because if you just rattle them off, some aren't going to get laughs. You know, like, I was just watching, when I watched the final top ten list on Letterman, Yeah, I was like, some of these famous people are not getting laughs because you can't roar at every line in a top ten list. Yeah, you can't. What? That'd be, man, that'd be insanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to watch it if it was that hilarious that yeah. every time they say the next one, you laughed, you know? So the pacing of it, Jerry Seinfeld comes out and says his line, and it's kind of like, hey, hey, you know, like, yeah. or whoever it was. You know, I forget which ones had the worst lines, but it's not that their lines were bad. It's just that when they're all stacked up like that, they can't all be winners. Who do you think had the best line in that top ten? I don't remember. Probably Julia Louis-Dreyfus because she kills it yeah. everywhere. Really? She doesn't show up and not kill it lately. Really? Yeah, on her TV shows, movies, and, like, she's amazing on Veep. Like, there's hardly ever a funnier female performance in the history of anything than her on Veep. Really? Yeah. And she's already got, you know, 10 years of Seinfeld under her belt where she was also amazing. And uh, and then uh, she, on award shows, she always does something cool. Yeah, or right. funny, and she gets she ropes in the other people like she's roped in Sarah Silverman and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey into like and and, and they rope they rope as well. It's like a <laughs> it's a two way rope, but with yeah. all four of those women, they're all four women that like when they show up to something like that, they'll have a mustache on when it cuts to them, or they'll make a mad face when they lose instead of trying to be gracious. Yeah, and in the case of Julia Louis Dreyfus on that last, uh, I guess it must have been was it the Emmys. Uh, Brian Cranston, she talked about him in her acceptance speech and how he's not, uh, he wasn't that great of a kisser when she kissed him on Seinfeld. <laughs> and then 
And then later in the show, when he won, he went over and just planted one on her. Yeah. And it was planned. But it was so perfectly set up because yeah. she burned him, and then he comes over and just makes out with her, you know, just really lays one on her. And I think the gag was after he stopped kissing her, she still, like, kind of shrugged, like, no, still no good, <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, like, uh, I love her. Anyway, I didn't come here to talk about no, but you're, you're Julia a, Louis-Dreyfus the whole time. I know, but I like your insight on that because I would never have – I never watched Veep. But I've just watched it because I was like I, – I, I feel like there's this uh, this almost curse of like – of the the sign – next project after Seinfeld and everyone does them and you're just like – like you're like, ah, yeah, but you're still <clears throat> George or you're still whatchamacallit. Yeah, well, she had a uh, you know a rebound show. She was on the New Adventures of Old Christine, I which saw was some of that. which was okay, but it was like you know uh, I think the move to single camera is really good for her because she's so brilliant and so subtle that uh, you know you don't need a studio audience sitting there laughing at every little thing. Like she'll have little, like she can just turn on a dime and uh, do the funniest things. And yeah. The thing about Veep is for some it might not be for some people because everyone. Is so ugly to each other on it. Like the people, everyone's really? really mean, which I think is probably what politics is really like. You know oh, what bet. we're missing out on. You know, is that the president and the vice president are probably sitting around saying those fuckers over at where? You know what I mean? They're swearing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's really funny. Patton was on a few episodes. I don't, I don't know if his uh, if he's going to continue, but uh, Patton Oswalt was. Um, Patton Oswald. Why is your device going off? Let's no look and see what it is. Let's find out what it is. Uh, probably the before suicide. we talk about how great. Oh, Patton Joey is. Diaz is on Periscope. Me with the neighborhood cats. He's periscoping right now. He's periscoping right now. See if I can. Come here, Smokey. <laughs> really Come here, guys. Cat. Come here, baby. Show the camera. Come here, baby. <laughs> People, comedians are just gonna. They're just gonna periscope chop. everything they do. Oh yeah. Fucking Joey Diaz. That is unprecedented access to like somebody like Joey Diaz. Well, you know what he does. That he, people can just watch him do things that he does and talk uh, talk my, to them. My favorite thing he does is six a.m. He always smokes a joint. On Periscope. On Periscope. Six oh, a.m. God every bless him. And he just sits on his porch. Smokes a joint and then talks about something usually that, that you know, is, is like J- Joey has two types of stories. He has stories that are like, that are fucking like so big. You're like, you got to be talking about that on stage. And then he's got the ones that he doesn't know that like you got to hear him tell and listen. And he doesn't know there's a joke in it. Like he told me a story about getting attacked by a dog when he was a kid. And he's like, he was like, Bert, you have no idea how many times I got attacked by dogs when I got to this country. I said, what? He goes, I don't know. The dog's in this country. I think, he's, I, think I heard him say that, too. He goes, I got, attacked by, I got attacked by six dogs my first month. I said, really? He goes, yeah, the last one walked past me and then came back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> walked past me and came back. Yeah. Oh, he, God damn it. He, he, he get, makes me laugh so fucking hard. He's good stuff. He's a good man. He's had a lot of life. Yeah. He's yeah, he lived. <laughs> Yeah, he really genuinely has. He's like a great example of like you know that there there are always a chance for a second act. You know that like you know Jay London was my example of that. Really? Yeah, What's London? he doing now though? I don't know. But yeah, see, Joey's is really working out. <laughs> Joey's, Joey's genuinely <laughs> he's periscoping playing with cats. <laughs> there's a there's a number. <laughs> Jay London isn't doing that. He doesn't have that technology. 
Or or friendly animals. <laughs> oh, I should smoke. I can smoke on camera because yeah, that's smoke, my thing. I don't, I don't smoke, but if you brought your marijuana, you can smoke there's it. There's a lighter Is over there. Too overkill. Yeah, there's a lighter right there. <laughs> uh, so we could talk about this after if you want, but I was I was disappointed when you've got you know you're going out on a bunch more roller coasters and rides and stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know you uh, I got a list of dates saying Doug, can you go to go do this with me on any of these dates yeah and uh I, i'm already all booked up uh, uh there was nothing i could make oh, happen really? what how le- you're gonna they said you're gonna get some more dates soon though or, yeah uh, we're doing uh six and then another six yeah so the the second six when does it start i want to try to leave a hole open i don't know i don't know oh, i tell you what we should do though. try to find out i want to go to the new ride in carowinds I just did it. I, I was on the very first time the public got to ride it. I was on the very first ride. Are you serious? Yeah, I was in, I was in town, and uh, I was in Charlotte, and I uh, tweeted about, you know, being in Charlotte. Yeah. And somebody from Carowinds, like, reached out and said, hey, do you, you know, while you're here, do you want to come on the new roller coaster? I'm like, yeah, it opens Friday. And First, they wanted me to come to press day, but I couldn't go to that. Yeah. So then they're like, uh, <clears throat> but you can come Friday, and... Uh, you know, a guy just met me and walked me in and took me to the ride. And then the interesting thing about it was the day the ride debuted, they delayed the first ride for like two hours because the temperature has to get to a certain it can it can't be a certain amount of coal it was a cold day for the for the for the thing that put the air thing i guess so or yeah. also just public safety like face burn or whatever no, no. like it's it, have I, you I, been on a lot of roller coasters on a really cold day i've been i've been they on, tend not to operate right yeah no 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 i've i've been on a lot of roller coasters on cold days i've mostly done the show in the summer but I have been on cold days, and I know that one time it uh, <clears throat> it was air compression uh, takeoff, and the air uh, wasn't it was too cold and it wasn't working. I Interesting. Think that, I think that's what it is. No, this was something about how they just they just can't run it because it's like uh, you're 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 moving so fast it's probably oh, really? physically dangerous or something. Like well, so they it, really they literally waited for the temperature to become. Uh, fifty nine or sixty or so. There was some number they were waiting for it to hit, and we literally stood. You know, I went on some other rides while I was waiting. Yeah. But so wait, other rides can work, but this one can't. Exactly, that's what, what I'm so saying. Wait, t- this particular ride? ride, they can't run it when it's too cold for some reason. So wait, what's the ride? Is the- and it was unseasonably cold. The place is only open in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the uh, day they opened should have been a nice, beautiful day, but it just, uh, you know, it was what, what must it have been? It must have been in uh, May. So what's the ride? Is the ride uh, how long? Like two minutes? Uh, what's it called again? Do you know? I don't know the name. Because the, the, the number in the title, it's like uh, Fury 240 or something like that. Yeah. Whatever the number is, that's how long the ride takes and how long the first drop is, how high the first drop is, Oh, is in the name of the ride. Can't oh, it, it must be Fury 240 or something like that. It's not Fury 420. I know that. <laughs> uh, it would be all over that. It's Fury 240, I think. And they, uh, you know, and they didn't call it just Fury. They added the number. Uh, according to the kid that was walking me around, I don't know how much he knows, but yeah. uh, his theory <laughs> may have been, was that uh, you know that Brad Pitt movie Fury about the tank. Okay. Sort of, it was bad timing that kind of ruined the word Fury. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For for, for, of... for a minute or two. Yeah, it was a, that was a great fucking movie though. 
Yeah, and that's but Carowinds is one of those parks where a lot of the rides have just fun, they have kind of funky names because they used to be it used to be owned by Paramount. All the rides used to be like Top Gun, and yeah. you know they used to be named after movies and stuff. So one of my they, favorite rides. They, 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 re, they had to genericize them. One of my favorite rides <laughs> in the country is at Carowinds. What's that called? The Intimidator. Which one is that? It's the one with the it's the NASCAR themed one uh-huh. where you it's it's uh it is the it's the best it's. One of the two best rides in the country, in my opinion. Same designer for both of them. He did, uh, what was the name of, uh, he did Diamondback at uh, at uh, Queens, Queens Kings Island. Diamondback at Kings Island. And he did the Intimidator at Carowinds. I think it's the Intimidator. And it's it's a based on uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car. And it's got barbershop top seats, just a lap band, and your feet dangle. It's the best free fall both of those are the best two rides I've ever ridden. Because Diamondback, a thing comes down and holds your lap in. That's yes, that's and that's same, it. That's it, and that's what makes that ride fucking amazing. Yeah, and but it, they also the same thing happened with um, is on the Intimidator, the Intimidator. I think it's the Intimidator, but it's uh, a NASCAR themed ride. It's after Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt, uh, the, the who was the Intimidator. I wouldn't even dare to correct you either way. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know enough about Dale. But yeah, it's uh, it, it was those are my favorite rides. This weed is making me uh, tear up. Really? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm I, my you know I'm I'm allergic to you know to weed to grass and you know I have like regular all allergies. the regular you know all the typical allergies. So some strains of weed I'll like take a big hit and the next thing you know I'll just be like sniffling and my eyes will get watery. And you know, but I power through it because because you know it's, I'm allergic to. Beer. I like being high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I have uh I want to say Hodgkins, but that's not what it is. What's it called when you have a uh, real allergic to gluten? Um, it's called Sarsac Sarsac disease. Again, I, you know, it could be called Dale Sarsac for so, all I know. So the the ride's fun though. It's super fun. Like yeah. a you know really great drop at the beginning, and then just uh, you know I got to go on it a couple times, and and then just a lot of uh, you know uh, a lot of business for like you shoulder know, harnesses. The lift is uh. You know, um, probably a minute of the two forty. You know, and then you, you fly around for a minute and forty seconds. And, uh, oh yeah, I guess they incorporate that. They do. Yeah, they always the fucking minute. <laughs> that's always part of it. But that's fun too that they have so many now that just shoot out of the station without the clickety clackety clickety clackety. Uh, I was on. Top What's the Road word for that? For, what do uh, they call it? Uh, uh, it's I don't know. The name's an inertia, a drop coaster. No, no, no. For when they just shoot you out of the station. Oh, that's called. Uh, uh, I'm fucking know this. Yeah, you do. Uh, hydraulic purport, propulsion or something. No, it's got. There's a name for it. Uh, there's there's a bunch of different kinds. There's kinds that like the magnetic ones, where you just keep going by the magnets, so it shoots you. You know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, they got that one out at uh, in fucking Texas at Six Flags. You know, like California Screaming at uh, California Adventure here in L.A. I've never been to California Adventure here in L.A. Oh shit! Well, they they just you just sit at the station and a light goes being you know like I a love those. like a roadster like a race and then the when it gets to green it just shoots out. I did Top Thrill Dragster, which is the same yeah, thing. That's and a good, but that one, that's much hairier. That you know the Disney one is still Disney, so the, yeah. the, the scary as it gets is just a big loop. But uh, but that. That top thrill dragster, that thing's fucked up. You know I got in stuck a good on way. The top right. No, you've never seen that video. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, on the very first pilot we did for Birthday Conqueror. How do you get stuck on the top? Were you too fat? Nope. It was. <laughs> it was cold, and uh, they and, shouldn't have run it. And we were waiting too long. 
they were waiting too long, so they they'd build up the air, and uh, and when we were waiting, it would just slowly start leaking out. And it's cold, so there's not a lot of it. So we take off, and we've got like maybe eight people in the coaster, and we get up to the top. The first time we get up to the top, and it just doesn't make it over and does a rollback. And I, which you know, is not supposed to happen at all. Oh, I know it's definitely not supposed to happen. That's a bad thing. Exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, talking to the microphone, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought you were going to talk a long time, so and I was going to take another hit. Oh, I'll take another hit, and I'll tell okay. you. Uh, I'll okay, tell, tell you the rest of it. Tell you rest. So we go back. It rolls back, and they've got to now, like, basically redo the entire ride, bring us back to the thing, and then we do it again. And it goes up to the top, and it fucking hits the top, and it stops right at the fucking top. And I'm like, fuck this. And I start shaking uncontrollably, like going, no, no, go! And and thinking, and I think it'll roll forward, and it rolls back again. It just goes, I roll us back. So we go back into the station again. I'm like, motherfucker. And they're like, we'll get it this time. I'm like, now. You didn't get out? No, we've not gotten out of the ride once. Here's the worst. What do you get after after two failed attempts? And on that second one, you were going no, no, no. I'm losing no. my fucking mind. Yeah. Why'd you go a third time? Because I ha- we're doing a fucking TV show. And I, so, th- uh, did all this get into the TV show? All of it gets into the TV show. And the uh, the roller coaster makers in that particular park weren't embarrassed. They're not embarrassed because they have a story that's legendary that adds thrill to the ride, and that is the time the coaster got stuck and they couldn't rock it back and forth. And what has to happen is they have to call a guy who has to come out and go- drive. And only one guy knows how to do the- it. But wait, wait to <laughs> hear this. There's only one guy certified to do this. And he comes <laughs> out and he's got to walk up the 420 feet on the on this catwalk on this ladder mm-hmm. type thing all the way to the top. And all he does is push. And but he's the only guy certified that can go up and do that. Because it's a dangerous climb. It's a dangerous and climb. And he knows the roller coaster, and he knows... And he's, he, 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 can, rides, he, he repels the coaster every day and checks out all the... Strong things. guy? Uh, I don't know. I didn't meet the guy, but they're to pry on it. You know what I mean? Point. To push the whole thing and get it going again? He, literally, they say he just puts his foot on it and kicks it. I'm not even fucking around. And then I think he waits for the next time. But <laughs> So they're telling me this, and they go, yeah, there's, certain, there's a certain fucking hit that if you get up there, it gets stuck... And it won't move back or forth. You need someone to come up and kick it. We'll call the guy. And everyone's like, oh, I pray to God. Like, last people were stuck for like 30 minutes up top there. And fucking 400. Yeah, the guy feet. should live, uh, you know, have he like should a. should live close. He should have a cot right there at the. Yeah. So uh, we do it the third time. And the third time we went up and over and, and we did it. And, but, man, that rollback was scary as shit. I literally was like freaking out. Yeah, because there's so many rides where they make you go backwards on purpose and stuff. Where you go back through it backwards, yeah. you know, so you're used to that sensation and it's enjoyable, but you never want it when it's not part of the ride. Oh, uh, exactly. You know, like uh, uh, the Jurassic Park ride at Universal. I was on it with uh, the Fun Bunch, I think. <laughs> Scott Ackerman and BJ Porter and probably their ladies at the time, maybe Kulop. But we're sitting there in it on the part where it goes up. To, you know, to the top to then go to fall and go yeah. around. And, uh, you know, and it's kind of a, for the for people who might not know what it is because you've been on it. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I have. I don't know. It's amazing that you've been on all these places. I, I've never done And you've never done the ones that you live right by. No, I've never done the ones I live by. Okay, so what's the furthest away one you've done? Oh. Germany? No, probably. We haven't done Europe, but probably like Hawaii. 
Okay. Yeah. They got roller coasters in Hawaii, or water, you did some sort of other thrill thing? Water parks. A really hairy slide? Mexico. The ones in Mexico are kind of sketchy. Right. Because yeah, you're, like, you're literally just thinking, who? what's the legal system of how you find out if this is safe or not? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mexico, and then I think that's as far as I went. And then I've done them all over the country, but I, I, I was out at Magic Mountain for like a whole summer for like three months i worked there every day with jason nash and uh and i he's got a new show coming on uh, co- uh country music uh, television cmt yeah what is it wait sorry not jason nash. you're thinking of josh josh, josh wolf, wolf. <laughs> why is jason nash and josh wolf the same to me very similar acts yeah <laughs> but oh, uh shit but i but my I'm, i've said this a number of times my favorite part we rode i had to ride like every coaster every single day um, it was it was a game show on a roller coaster. So the game show happened on the roller coaster. It was called Scream If You Know the Answer. It was really funny, but no one watched it. Was there any one uh, ride there? And I'm still going to tell my Jurassic Park story. Is there any one ride there that uh, you know you got you got really sick of, or that you never really enjoyed having to do it repeatedly? Yes. Uh, uh, what's the one? Uh, it's the African name. The one that you they lean you forward. Yes. I hate that ride. I hate that ride. And I hate the versions of that. I don't like I don't like that feeling of being held from underneath on my chest. I don't and, like it either. And uh and having to lay like that for the entire ride. Like there's moments of it where you can kind of forget that you're you know, like like the the one at uh they have one of those at uh Carowinds. Yeah. And that one's a little bit more fun than the one out here. I, I do, But it's I, still the, the, the I don't like the feeling of it. I don't like the I, feeling I like of being, it either. It's like you're on a stretcher upside down or something. And, it's not it doesn't really waiting, feel like you're flying. It and, doesn't feel like you're flying and when you're waiting in fucking like there there's a coaster in front of you, you're waiting in the back, you're just staring at the ground. And I got stuck in that for fucking 45 minutes. Oh. I got stuck in that for 45 minutes doing yeah. the fucking ride, and I had a – it's one. It literally is like a, a one of the times I can go that I had a definite panic attack. So I, w- I was on a ride in – That's push- like that's, – that's, that's horrible. Forced planking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Involuntary planking. I, I, was, I was on a ride in, uh, in Bush Gardens and uh, in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, okay. Or, I've only I, I've only been to the one in Tampa. I'm not lit Richmond. It's whatever it is. It's in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the most beautiful parks in the country. I'm not even joking. It is so gorgeous. The one in Virginia. Yeah, nice. So gorgeous. Nice Dollywood shrubbery. and that are my two favorite parks visually. I like that uh, Eagle Ride at Dollywood. Oh, the Dollywood roller coaster. Dollywood's fucking fantastic. I love. It, you know, it's not just fantastic. It's religious. Yes. It's patriotic. Yes. It's weird. It is weird how religious and patriotic and and a pig on a spit, you know, (laughs) like we're going to cook a pig in front of you. Like Disneyland would never, or maybe they would at a luau, but. It is is small town pigeon forge. But it's very, yeah. I love that And there's parts of it, like you've gone on that fucking mine train ride thing that's like the cheapest, oldest, shittiest ride in the history of anything that they just still have open and there's no line to go on it. Yeah. And it's just so dumb. It's so bad. It's like because you, you could just see. I see this at amusement parks all over the country. The the just the knockoffs of uh, Disney rides. Yeah, I, you, you know yeah. they just do shitty versions of Disney rides and just sort of get away with it. And like, a lot of parks. Well, I, what I what I 
I love when there's a great ride and it's all over the place. And you're like, like I said, like the Intimidator or uh, Diamondback. When you see it a couple, you go, oh, I'm, I know that ride. I can't wait to hit that. Or, you know, um, uh, the one in Jersey and Top Fill Drags are very similar rides. But, um, but yeah, I hate when you find a ride and you're like, oh, shit, this is, there's nothing special to this. Like, I'm not going to shit on the rides. But, like, so, there's some that happen at, I think it's Universal, that, you, that you're like, yeah, I get it. Like I don't need I, I'm not I don't really think that the other coaster that's going simultaneously is really going to hit. I understand we'll get close, but the fear of that doesn't lose me. And then there's some there's some uh, there's some actual things that I'm tired of, like certain uh, applications of a coaster. Like the Immelman Loop is everywhere. It's like it's 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 a, fi- a fighter pilot uh, Max Immelman came up with this maneuver, and it's you ride it in a coaster. It's when you go like this and and kind of dive and turn around upside down and do a loop. And I'm like, enough about the Immelman loops. I just give me fucking a great free fall, and then. I want some badass, like, just fucking diving through the woods. I forget which ride has it, but I was on one recently where it's just got every every single possible permutation of, you know, the physical things you can, you know, kind of like Batman and Riddler and those, those yeah. they like, they, they, they're really, they put them in a smaller space and just have lots of crazy different things that happen in a yeah. short space. And this one that I was on uh, had all this great stuff happen. God, I wish I could remember what ride it was. Uh, the names are so hard to keep straight. I know. Because they never really say anything about the ride. You ask me about a ride at Disneyland, I can tell you exactly what it's called and what happens on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every other goddamn amusement park just names shit so arbitrarily. It's like it, it's like names for weed. Yeah. I should do a bit. Is this a name for weed or a roller coaster? And just name off a bunch of them. Oh, I bet you could find a ton. Absolutely. There's got to be. Bizarro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's ones for both. So I'm on Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Finish the story. <laughs> With some friends. But I don't know if that makes it better or worse, you know, when these things happen, if your friends are sitting there. Because, you know, you have people to commiserate with. But you also, you know, if you're there by yourself, you might just kind of get through it without being so upset. I don't know. So... <laughs> It's going up, it's going up, and then all of a sudden, it just goes gung and goes back a notch. Yep. And then it waits a beat, and then it goes <coughs> gung. Like, it's like trying to go up and just falling back this one. So it's not like it's going to, it's not falling all the way back. Yeah. But it's giving you this motion like you're about to fall all the way back. And it must have done it 50 or 70 times before they got us out of there. Are you fucking just serious? Just sitting in this thing going. <laughs> Like, like, when is this going to stop? Yeah. It's making me crazy. And it feels scary because it's not supposed to drop backwards at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, what, I, the first panic attack I had, I was going to say, is in Richmond, Virginia. And we were in that ride that's a lot like uh, – uh, it's the one where they t- – it's it's the same ride that's also in Bush Gardens, Tampa. Uh, and they take you up in the thing and then they hold you. Over the ledge, and they wait, 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 and then you stand there, and the ride starts. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that ride, and I'm excited to ride it. And we do it, and we get pulled out into the state, like right outside the station, and they're having a problem with that car, and they got to fix it. And I'm fine. I'm fine sitting in the sun for a minute. I'm riding next to a kid, and the kid just leans over and he goes, Hey, man, you think you could get out if you needed to? And I was like, What? He's like, Do you think you could get out of this harness if you needed to? And I was like, and all of a sudden, I realized I can't fucking move. And I was like, I started having a panic attack. And I'm like, motherfucker, 
What's, why'd this kid do this to me? <laughs> now I'm losing my shit. And the kid, by the way, is sliding his arm out like this and then sliding his arm out because he can fit. Right. I can't move and I'm just fucking panicking. And I literally start, I have a mic on and I'm like, okay, guys, you need to get me the fuck out of here. Like right now, right now. So that is nothing compared to getting stuck to the one, stuck in the one out at Magic Mountain where I'm facing down. And the and there was a there, the woman that runs it is a more like a, a Harley type looking woman like just like a gruff woman. She, her name's Judy, I'm sure. Short hair, like overalls, and she just is like, wow, you just really no no nonsense woman. Insulted and all Judys. She, she comes over and she goes, uh, she goes, uh, all right, guys, it's going to be about 45 minutes. And I'm like, and I I go, I'm, I don't know if the, any of this makes sense, but I go. I'm 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 gonna need to get out right now. Can you just undo mine? Because I can't sit like this for 45 minutes. Because now I'm thinking of that kid going. Do you think you can get out if you wanted to? And I start freaking out. And I'm like, I go, no, no, no. I need to get out like right now. I need to get out like right now. And she's like, listen. She gets down to my level and she looks at me and she goes, the guy that needs to fix this is at home. He's coming out from his house to fix this. You're gonna be fine. And I go, Judy, I'm having a panic attack. And she <laughs> sits on the ground underneath me and holds my hand. <laughs> underneath me in the ride is for 45 minutes i just fucking held her hand and she's like breathe breathe and i was like okay okay i can't believe you still uh, that you're the guy that's going around doing this kind of stuff <laughs> on camera when you have all these incidents i have or i have indirect honest and now panic. i'm taking back saying that i want to go with you to one of these things <laughs> oh Jim Norton. You is freaking like, out next to me would freak me out. I, yeah, I get, I get <laughs> Or maybe I'd laugh so hard that I'd, I'd die laughing. Yeah, you, it's uh, it's it's going to be a fun season. Then we do the third act, fourth act, or like big events. So we're doing like uh, Greasy Pole out in Gloucester, Massachusetts, and like the, the hooligan race. and So it should be a fun season. It's a fun show to do during the summer. Hey, do you want to go? Um, I do, but I brought I brought my book with me with all my dates in it. Um, because what are you doing Fourth of July? I want to do something. Oh. I made plans, man. What do you got on Fourth of July? Is it in Denver? Uh, uh-uh, no. Damn no. it, it's in Jersey. Oh, that's... I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll... No, I. That's the thing. That was probably one of the dates they sent me, and I went, "Oh, I can't," because because yeah. all the everything you've got so far is like uh, July and then August, I think, or a little into August, maybe. Yeah. July and, and August. Uh, yeah, and I'm already pretty booked up, you know. Well, and uh, also get... just a, a, a proximity problems, like what part of the country I'll be in and stuff, you know, because you're all over the place with these things. Yeah, the, it, it's two weeks on, two weeks off. Or yeah, two weeks yeah. on, one week off, and then we're doing like three, two-week chunks, I think. But uh, I'll, f- I'll find out the next schedule, and I'll fucking – I'll get it to you beforehand so you can do something. We'll do a ride you want to do. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I just I love amusement parks, and I it's one of my things that I, I you know build into my travel a lot. And I even have kind of a mo with it because I'll if I'm working a club on a weekend that has a park, uh, I'll uh, get up super early on Saturday morning and just do you know take all the steps that are needed to be ready to go run to the biggest coaster the second the gates open really you know and some places will have an early bird thing where if you pay more you get in an hour early yeah whatever it takes i just want to get in there early get on the best ride right away ride it ride it until a line starts to build yeah you know just keep getting back on it good exercise a lot of these places because you got to fucking walk a mile to get back on dollywood's all uphill yeah oh yeah it's brutal (laughs) so we were, it was crowded when I went to Dollywood, so we didn't get any that, that much action. But um, like Dollywood, the whole time I was like, I'm coming back here because it's too crowded today, but yeah. I, I love this. The fucking food it's is so, so amazing. It, we hung out with Dolly when we went there. They have a whole 
uh, theater inside the park, and the marquee says, I'm pretty sure all the time, a marquee name is, yep. like, playing in there. Yep. Three shows that day that people could just go in and watch, and it's like huge names in country. I told my wife, I said, when we go back down to Atlanta, I want to take all the girls over to Dollywood. I go, you'll fucking love it. And Leanne's like, Dollywood? Like, Trust me. Trust <laughs> what? me. Like, what about Six Flags? I was like, fuck it, Dollywood. You can go. There's Six Flags everywhere. There's only one Dollywood, and the shit to do in Pigeon Forge. Also, they've got that the Zorb balls. I'm pretty sure I'm going to Pigeon Forge this year. But um, yeah, I think I saw that on the list. Yeah, Pigeon Forge, and we're doing like they have the Zorb balls they have fucking bungee they have all the thrills they have the controlled descent everything on pigeon forge is it's a great town i love it whoa 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 doug have i talked to you about audible.com okay clearly this is an ad and i just inserted it in the middle but i thought i could slide it in and you wouldn't notice audible.com is our sponsor they have more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audiblepodcast.com backslash burtcast get you know what i get i get the war of art by stephen Pressfield, get that you'll fucking love it all right back to the show controlled descent is just when they drop you yeah it's like everyone that's something that i uh i enjoy it when i do it my favorite thing about it is putting a coin on my knee <laughs> because the first jostle makes it get fall off your knee but yeah. then it falls at the same rate you do so it's just floating as you fall uh best rides um easily i think the most thrilling rides in the country, and I don't, I don't know if anyone agrees with me on this, <laughs> are the three roller coasters at the top of the stratosphere. Uh, just because they're at the top of the stratosphere? I, it just heightens it. It's, you're so high. That thing where you're in those chairs and the claw goes out and, and they turn, they spin. Uh, I did that and felt regret the entire time. <laughs> the one where you're in the roller coaster, it just sort of goes around. Uh, that, I don't that know. Was, that was not That's the best, not that but, great. But and the then one the one where they dangle you out and just put you out there. If you're in the front seat. It's pretty intense. It's like, really intense. It's, do, those rides, doing those rides scared me off of bungee jumping off of the stratosphere. And if I had just bought the bungee jump thing first i would have just done it yeah but those other things made me so scared about stratosphere when you look at it from when you're on the top of it and when you're on the ground <laughs> it doesn't look thick enough to have one room in it yeah. let alone be an entire hotel exactly it's such a skinny looking building <laughs> it's like it's like can the washington monument be a hotel inside i don't think so i think it's just a staircase <laughs> you know yeah it's so thin. yeah so and when you're on top of it it's the top part is like a cock you know it's big yeah. cock top up there so you can't you're just the view is just like yeah you're da- it's like you're dangling no matter where you are up there oh we did them in a thunderstorm there's a thund- i do also like that the palms that that outdoor bar upstairs the ghost bar oh yeah with is the, so with the glass floor yeah with the glass floor and like you know it drives my friends crazy but i stomp on that thing <laughs> And they all just go, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm stomping on a thing that if it could possibly break, this place would be <laughs> fucked. Yes. My family would own this place. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great visual of you just stomping on. My family's going to own this fucking place. <laughs> um, next time I go there, I'll make a vine of that. <laughs> I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it down. Oh, yeah. I, the stratosphere, we were up there in a thunderstorm and hail started coming in. And, uh, I mean, that weather just changes instantly at the stratosphere because like, it's so high up. When weather comes through, it yeah. just zoom. It's so windy out there in the desert. And we, When we did the sky, the day we did the sky jump, the winds have to be under 35 miles per hour because if not, you start blowing into the buildings. 
And it was just – and they and the way it does, they have a wind meter that reads the wind. If it ever hits 35 miles an hour, you got to wait 15 minutes. And if it doesn't do it 15 minutes, they can open the ride. And then we're just watching, and all of a sudden it's like 45, 45, and I'm just going – and we're just waiting. And I'm thinking, guys, fuck that. Like, let's do it tomorrow when the wind's at steady 15, and we know it. Because I'm going to know I'm going to jump, and then I'm gonna, a wind's going to come through and push me into the building. That was a terrifying – I opened that ride. I was the first person to do it. That was, that was a fucking – I was the first person to do it. First timers club. Yeah, it's the I did that and Scorpion. It's neat. Tail. It's really neat. It really is being in the first group of people to ride it. It's it's. I mean, it's only every coaster the first time you ride it is. But know. it's just funny. It's just a weird kind of pride you get. It's like a uh, similar pride I assume to people who really give a shit about their uh, you know their team winning a game. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you've done nothing special. <laughs> you just you cheered. just you were just there and yeah. experienced it. <laughs> but you were first. You won. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's all it's great that as human beings we can get excited about shit. And I'll tell you something about amusement parks that always blows me away. What? I can't go anywhere now without an occasional picture being taken or someone just yelling at me, super high me or whatever. Yeah. And uh, amusement parks are just still they're they're wholesome America. Like nobody says shit to me. Really? Sometimes I have a hat and sunglasses, and that that helps. Yeah. But generally. Nobody says a word to me all day long. Maybe one little stoner kid will come up and say, "Hey, man, are you Doug Benson or whatever?" But it's the least I get the least bothered there of anywhere. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I, I uh, to me, not probably not. To no, no, listeners. It, it, no, you're totally right. Is I when I by the end of the second season of Birth Conqueror, anyone that worked at a theme park was like, was like, they definitely knew who I was because everyone knew that that was the roller coaster show. And then, like the next year, I went. We, I was doing something for something, and I was, ended up at Cedar Point. And these are all the kids that I mean, they they were on this. They definitely watched the show, and no one no one said anything to me. And the same thing happened at Kings Island. They kind of no one said anything. And then I get off the ride, I get off uh, Diamondback, and one of the kids goes, "Hey man, we know who you are." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, cool." And he was like, uh, "If you want to come back, man, any seat you want." And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I was like, uh, "Back left corner." Like that's my favorite fucking seat on that ride. The back of a coaster, in my opinion. On a on a free fall on a drop is better than the front, hands down every fucking time. It's it's a better feeling. Yeah, it's a better feeling. But being in front is again, I'm in front. That's exciting. Yeah, you know that you're, you know, like that people seat in the house. people, you know, there's that extra line to get in the front cars on a lot of roller coasters yeah. that they allow. You know, I, I hate places where they're really strict about you have to go here. Like if somebody wants to be in a certain part of the coaster, let them hang back for as long as it takes. Yeah. You know, and oh. then and then get to do it. No, what, do you, what are your feelings? The Because the back is pretty I, – I, that's what I'll – if I get to go on a coaster twice, I try to do the front and the back. And, you know, uh, sometimes you're in the middle. Sometimes it happens. And, yeah. and you know what? <laughs> you're still flying around oh, in I'm, a roller coaster. I'm, you know? I'm in the back every time I get one. I'm, I literally will wait my time in line and be like, no, no, over there. But do you, you – so you don't, uh, for fun, also try the front? You just like the back so much that you'll just keep – you're just always in the back. If I do it twice, I'll do, I'll do the front and the back. But if I do it once, it's always the back. Except on rides like uh, like um, like the one we were talking about, that drop coaster in Bush Gardens. I love the front because when you dangle it like two hundred, I think it's two hundred ten feet. When you dangle there and you're looking down, you want that visual. It's I neat, want the front yeah. in those Vegas rides. You know what the rides are? I the- think all danglers, the front row is the best because there's there's limited view in every other row because yeah. you got you got people in front of you. Yeah, but, you know, but and there's not not just heads like their whole thing is in front of you. But when on those. Uh, 
It's like it's a potential motion coasters, like where they or kinetic motion coasters, where they take you up to the top, three hundred ten feet, and then you drop. That drop in the back, you feel like you're getting pulled off a boat with an anchor tied to your foot. Like it's like just like, boom, like you get pulled over, and the free falls. Also, I I'd argue thirty feet longer than the guy in the front who goes over the top and then he's leaning, 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 and you got to wait for the back to unhook before you drop. It cuts some of the free fall. The free fall is what I love the most. The best ride. But if you in the back of that too, though, you do get a uh, you know you do get that sort of extra whip that the whole tra- that the whole thing pulling you over that oh. edge uh, makes happen. You know, you get more uh, a more a stronger sensation. Yeah. But you're right that the front is you, you got to get that. You yeah. got to get that view. Uh, the Beast in uh, the wooden roller coaster. The Beast. Wooden roller coasters. Uh, I have a love hate relationship with because <laughs> so many of them just beat the fuck out of you, Dude, and it's my... not worth the thrills. It's not as thrilling as uh, uh, you know. They can't. They can't go as high. They can't have. I mean, now I guess there's one that has a loop. A wooden coaster with oh, a loop. Shut the fuck up. I think serious? so. Yeah. Are you serious? I think so. No, wooden coasters, literally, you get, like, the fucking Junior Seo traumatic brain injury at, if you do them too much. <laughs> I'm not even fucking around. Like, I had I had one of the experts out at, uh, I want to say it's Noah's Ark, one of the, ro- not Noah's Ark, it's one out in uh, the Dells, and he was like, oh, I won't let my kids do this too much. I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. He's like, you, you know, you're very limited. The best rides, this is what I've been dying to say to you for, like, the past 10 minutes, the best rides ever, in my opinion, that blow me away. You just said stratosphere nope, already. Nope, nope, nope. I I, I forgot about this ride. <laughs> oh God! The ones in Universal that like the Spider Man ride, where it's all visual and they blow fire at you. Those are neat. Yeah, I fucking and they love and they just those. keep they, they keep doing similar variations. Like the Transformers is very similar. Yeah, Transformers. But the is Transformers a great ride. ride at Universal Studios is a million times more entertaining than any Transformers. <laughs> movie cartoon or anything easily it's really great but that's how i feel about i think other than maybe like empire strikes back i think star tours is the best star wars really yeah it's really well done it's really well done it's oh, wow. uh and it was star tours started out great and then they you know changed it changed it and redid everything and uh it's still great Yep. Like both, you know, I kind of I'm nostalgic for the old ride because you know it used to be uh, your captain or whatever was a robot voiced by Pee Wee Herman, oh, really? and I was you know always a huge Pee Wee Herman fan. So when yeah. we went to Disneyland that first time we went on it, and he's like, "Oh no, we're caught in a tractor beam!" <laughs> you know, we were like so delighted that it was yeah. Pee Wee Herman being a robot on a Star Wars thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, uh, then they redid it, and now C3PO is the you know they uh, they booted that. Dude, Spider-Man, oh, robot. I, I did. We, we did an episode <laughs> at Universal for Trip Flip, and, and then they and basically they gave us the park for the morning, and they're like, no one's there. You can ride whatever the fuck you want. And so I literally had no expectation for Spider-Man. It's neat. Like, it's really, uh, like, like you know, doesn't he sling his web and grab the car and then and pull it? It, it, it really it, feels like you just suddenly got yanked. feels like you get it's yanked. It's really well done. Oh, it's really well done. And I, I all I thought was, how about getting, a, getting like, fucking like top thrill dragster and adding that element of the screen. I mean, you could take that so far that it just seems like that's where the future of. Well, that's uh, you've been on the, uh, wonderful world of Harry Potter ride. Uh, 
Yes, I, I have to have because we did a we did a. That's the one where it's like you're in like a doom buggy, like uh, Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, but you yes. go through. Oh yeah, they yeah, have and they it. have actual footage it. of all the actors from the movie. Yeah, and but it's a combination of actually throwing you around and then also similar to Transformers. Yeah, like but it's uh, to me, but, but then there's a physical thing at the end. Like a dragon or something that's actually huge in the room, yeah, and not, uh, you know, not a film. And and you play Quidditch for a while, yeah, you know, and you feel like you're flying around. It's that ride to me is the was the first time because now probably Transformers, Spider Man, whatever. But that one uh, really felt to me like this is using all the elements, all the ride elements in yeah. one ride. Oh, and the, it's really really fun. The free fall on Spider Man. When you when you fall off the building, Peter Parker's got to save you. When Spider Man's got to save you, that free fall. I, I know I'm not dropping. I yeah, know that, but I fucking, fucking lost my stomach. Works. I lost my stomach, and I was like, ah! like yeah. I screamed. And it, what stinks is we can't cover any of those rides on television properly because you'd never be able to do it. it, it right. But, and but it, those are the greatest goddamn rides, man. No, it would almost give it a cheese factor and make it not look good. Yeah. To see people watching a screen and screaming and they're not moving or yeah. whatever, you know, like it, it it just blows it. It stinks because that those rides redefined, and they got the one I think at Disney's uh, Raiders of the Ark, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's similar a little bit, you know, but uh, I, those rides blow me away. Well, that's another thing. Star Tours has multiple situations so anytime you go on it you're going to see something different yeah you know the the story goes off the story goes off in different ways they go to different star wars lands and uh you know it's still always an adventure about getting in this this little kind of like tourist speeder that's being operated by c-3po and then get getting caught up in some sort of bad situation (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) and then making it back to the station you know yeah uh it's but it's uh Man, I love rides. I, I, I do love too. rides I'm so much. To go back and this summer because one of the coolest parts of the of the show is like I did. I did Superman out in uh, in um, Magic Mountain with Warren Sapp, and uh, Warren Sapp got done, and he was like, and he was like, and he was. It's so unWarren Sapp, and I say that I hope if he's listening, and I know he's not, but like it was very unWarren Sapp because he was taking pictures with everybody. Hey Warren, he was he was taking pictures with everybody, and he was like because he was he was like a kid again. He goes, he loves rides. And it, so, like, normally he's, like, a stoic kind of don't-bother-me kind of guy. But he's, like, taking pictures with the group. He's holding people up, taking pictures. It was fucking awesome. And then he goes, he says to me, he's like, man, I just wish I could ride more of these rides. And I go, what do you mean wish? I go, Warren, we have the keys to every fucking ride because the park's closed. And right. he goes, what do you mean? I go over to the guy. I go, hey, guys, Warren would like to ride it, the rides. And they're like, of course, go, let's go. And this guy, <laughs> this guy just goes with him and opens every ride, turns it on, and lets him ride it. So we're shooting like pickups, and Warren Sapp is riding every fucking coaster in the park just by himself. Ah! It was that's the greatest part is getting the park to yourself. Oh yeah, anything special, you know, like that's what I was going to say about Cedar Point. Is uh, one time I went there and I took a friend of mine and I just, you know, took the hit, just uh, bit the bullet and paid. You you basically hire. They just have people there that you hire, and you get them for eight hours. Yeah, and the rules are they get to have a one hour uh, break to eat. Yeah. They get a one hour lunch break at some point where they leave you alone for an hour, which is probably a good thing for yeah. every, everybody concerned. <laughs> and uh, but you can get there when the park opens and stay till close. You know, stay like eight, you get them for eight hours uh, for you know a certain price. It's expensive. And then uh, 
they take you to the front of any ride you want to go on. The only rule is you can't uh, you can't go multiple times on anything. You can't even just walk off and go right back on. You got to go to a different ride. Okay. But she takes you there, and you go right to the front of the line. They've got fucking twenty three. And you, I, I I can't get over. uh, Now I've been twice where I've been with somebody from the park taking me around. Yeah. At one time they volunteered, and the other time I paid for it. But both times, uh, I I just couldn't get over how excited I was that any questions (laughs) that popped into my head about the fucking park, I could just ask somebody that's standing right there. You know, you don't have to go find somebody or ask the person as they're letting you onto the ride. You know, yeah. you, you've got a person that's just that, you know, and they often they're like sometimes answer a lot of questions with I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but they also know a lot of stuff about it. And and whether they know stuff about it or not, there's when you talk to amusement park employees, they've all got stories and they've all got, you know, theories and opinions. Yeah. You know, and it's all it's all really interesting because because there are so many different kinds of rides and people and and reactions to them you know like oh, yeah. so, uh uh cedar point I, I might i mean no questions asked millennium force is probably the best that's ride. really great it's probably the best i ride got in the fucking world. tore up by bugs though when i was at that oh, really? <laughs> park the last time because i didn't i didn't think to put on bug spray or, oh I, you know. I, yeah i guess during because it's because it's on the water there and it's at it, a certain it time of the year it gets really natty and buggy yeah um but that ride's amazing skyhawk isn't Millennium Force another one where it's just the lap just bar the lap and that's bar. it? Just lap bar, 310 feet up, and then fucking a drop. But I looked it up just because I was being such an idiot about Fury 240, because obviously 240 isn't the uh, isn't any kind of record. Yeah. It's Fury 325. The drop is oh, 325 three... feet, and the ride is 3 minutes and 25 seconds long. Oh, fuck, that's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it's really. It was lap really. Band, is it a lap belt or is it shoulder? Arm? Uh, sh- I think it's shoulder because you uh, you really fucking fly around and do a lot of stuff. Oh, that was one thing I was going to say earlier. Then we got sidetracked. I think is that there's one ride where you do everything, and then at the end, they just it. it you're just you're going straight, and then it t- curves, and you're upside down for a bit, and it goes all the way back around, and it keeps going straight. So you're just like a pig on a moving spit just turning over Shut so up. you have this sensation of being absolutely you know upside down not like when you're in a loop when you can yeah. feel that you're being pushed into your seat you're yeah. upside down like oh i will fall the oh, fuck out of my this pockets thing. are emptying yeah right now but it's not a whole ride of it like when you're laying down you know what i mean yeah so it's a thrill but it's quick you know like oh, it, it just nice. happens yeah. and it's at the end of a great ride yeah. i can't think of which ride it was um, so if you know call in the number is well, 800 the th- i love i love bizarro out in uh in new ha- new england i love the end of bizarro those fucking tight loops right before you go into the fucking for as, for as, me- for as many roller coasters i've been on and parks i've been to there's still so many oh. left for me to do like um, i keep hearing new names of amusement parks like cuz like you know, I've just been going on the model of like if there isn't a Six Flags around, what it what is you know what's going to be around? Probably yeah. some little broke dick thing. But there's a lot of big independent parks and parks that are kind of owned by one company, but they all all the parks have different names. So you don't really know. Yeah, what's with the one in Denver? Elisa's Gardens. Yeah, what's with that? I've uh, that's, been there. It's a I've been terrible there. name. Yeah, it's uh, it is a Elitch. weird name. It's a weird Gardens. name. Yeah. And the last time I was in Denver was the was uh, May 10 for Mother's Day. And I was excited to be there because I was going to go fuck up some roller coasters over at Elitch, and it was uh, goddamn snowing. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 
Yeah, they, and and people in Denver say that like for the last few years, winter's gone uh, well into well into May. Really, like snowing in May, pretty pretty consistently for the last few years. Oh, you know what ride we're doing in fucking Denver is up in uh, I think it's up in, in Glenwood Caverns. It's a fucking one of those rope swings where they pull you up and you lay on your stomach. They pull you up and then right. you dr- they you pull a button button and you drop. Yeah, but you go out over a fucking thousand foot canyon. Oh. <gasps> That's nuts. I know. I'm, I'm fucking really excited for that. You know how they put, they'll put two or three people together in, yeah. in that thing, and you're yeah. all kind of like in a weird, like you're in a giant sleeping bag together? Yeah. I did that once uh, in Vegas with uh, Scott Ackerman and Brian Posehn. Are you serious? The three of us, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the one in old Vegas? Well, well no, no. Uh, MGM Grand used to have it when they had the worst amusement park in the history of the world. Oh, yeah. I, Remember that park in the back there? The rides were yes, so lame. Yes. It was so lame. It was trying to be like Universal Studios, but at MGM. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, the ride, the, the roller coaster in New York, New York's pretty good. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. that's a fun. You it's know, because New York's known for its roller coasters. And the one Manhattan over, is a roller coaster town. The one over uh, the the one in. Uh, at the NASCAR themed restaurant, mm-hmm. the NASCAR one's pretty good too. That's I a like good that ride. One. Yeah, I like the way that. it kind of shoots out of the side of the building. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. out and up and then shoom, right back. I still want to know that expression for when they shoot you out of the Propulsion? station. I don't know. No. I can call my uh, research don't team. Don't call anybody. Um, yeah, I uh, I did the one where you they pull you up on the in the sleeping bag and drop you down rope swing. I had to do that one time like fucking 21 times in a row. I was like, I was we were for that game show. I was the judge. So I was, I was the host. So I had to go up with the contestants and I had an earpiece with a timer. And they and so the contestants had to try to solve uh, like word problems that were on the ground in the cement in the parking lot outside of that ride. So they pull us up and then out in the cement in the parking lot, they'd have these word riddles and they had to solve it in like forty five seconds. And I was with them. And, and when the forty five seconds is up, I pulled them and then we'd swing on the ride. And I had to do it like twenty one times in a row. And I fucked my neck up. And at one point, <laughs> I was like, I was like, guys, I'm losing feeling in my face. And Jason Nash comes over. And he goes, Do not. Fuck yourself up for a fucking roller coaster TV show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, good call. So I, uh, the, the, why would Josh Wolf do that? <laughs> yeah, I fucking, I'm telling you, what's the one? Uh, it's not Skyhawk in Cedar Point. It's the spinning um, Max Air. Mm, I don't know that. Max Air is the one. It's like a, it's it's like um like one of these big circle things that on a stick. And it spins and then pendulums out. Oh yeah, I love that. That that ride scared the that. living fuck out of me because it would. You can sit by where it comes. In Zombieland, that ride like uh, they use it to smack some zombies away. What the which what? in the movie Zombieland they get the zombies into an amusement park oh, yeah. and they, that ride is like knocks some zombies away at a crucial moment. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you can't be standing. You know, you, they've they've. They keep it so you can't stand under it while it's going. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, that ride freaks me out because it almost goes perpendicular, and it's just one of those things where you're like, "Fucking scary!" I hear the rides, the roller coasters in Europe are fucking bananas. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing is the best ones are there. But I also, you know, for some reason, I keep flashing on. Does New Jersey have like a great one, like one of the best roller coasters somewhere? Yeah, Bizarro. It's called it's, Bizarro. Yeah, I think Bizarro's I don't know, that in Jersey. Sound familiar to me for some reason. Bizarro's, uh, it's it's got it's got, um, it's got fire elements in it. I'm gonna get you your answer right now, and it's my answer. Electromagnetic propulsion. That's not it. 
that's not it, but that's that's what I'm talking about. Where it's just the it's just magnets. The acceleration for the launch is greatest at the beginning and dies off rapidly towards the end of the launch. Yeah, here's one of they show one of these ones wicked. Wicked? I know wicked in uh in Utah. Oh wow. Wicked's in Utah. That's a fun fucking they, ride. They're allowed to have fun in Utah? Oh, that fucking ride is I funny love Utah shit. by the way. I'll come back soon. Uh Linear induction motors. Linear induction uh, magnets are the ones that just propel you at like 90 miles an hour right away. Just zoom. And that's wicked in Utah. I forget the name of the coaster park. Hydraulic launch. Uh, hydraulic launch can be one of two things. It can be um, it can be something that pushes you out or pulls you. Like sometimes they have a cable. Like I want to say. They use hydraulic fluid. It's and nitrogen. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know if it's top, I don't think it's top tail dragster, but one of the ones that I rode is uh, is a, a hook on the bottom of the coaster, and they build up the pressure, and then all of a sudden it just reels in the the line that's holding the coaster, and that's how you take off. Pneumatic pneumatic launch is another one. Yeah, there's probably a ton. Yeah, no, I'm like, there's this, like, article that's just going on and on. Electromagnetic, pneumatic, and hydraulic launch systems are the most popular. Catapult launches <laughs> involve a large diesel engine. Flywheel launchers flywheel utilize launches. a large flywheel that is yeah. spun at high speeds and is attached to a cable that propels the train forward. Friction wheel launches. What's it called when it's... Oh, the Incredible Hulk at Universal's great. Fucking amazing, right? You yeah, yeah, funny? it's a perfect example of a friction wheel launch coaster. You want to hear something funny? We did the Incredible Hulk, and well, I'm with a family, and we have the park to ourselves, and I'm with two young girls, Phoebe and uh, Lila. I think their names, I'm almost certain. And, uh, <laughs> and so we send AJ and his mom and his dad on to go to do the coaster, and I'm going to sit with the girls, and I'm going to get the ice cream because they're too small to do it. I'm going to get the ice cream, and we'll sit on the bridge and watch them come by. So these girls are maybe like six and eight, okay? Six yeah. and eight. So we're eating ice cream. <laughs> the mom and dad go, and, and the girls are blown away. They go, and they're like, ah! And I go, they're going twice. They're going to go twice. So the girls are like, oh, my God, I want to watch it again. So it comes by again, but it's an empty cart because – Clearly, there's a cart in between them and them. There's an empty cart, and Phoebe goes, oh, my God, where are they? And I go, they must have fallen out. Oh, no, <laughs> but, I, but that's what you'd say to, like, an adult. Right. But I said, Not to I just a seven, eight-year-old. I just told her that her parents were dead. <laughs> I, that's what I told her. They fell out. Let's <laughs> like, finish your ice cream. <laughs> like, my parents are dead. Oh, God. I was like, oh, no, no, they didn't fall, they didn't fall out. And then I was like, wait, our parents fell out. And I was like, I'm so, that's a bad joke, ladies. I was like, no, they're on the next one. Oh. That'd be a, that seems like something that would happen on an episode of Louie. <laughs> the stuff he does with his kids is so funny. I haven't the, seen Louie at all. Oh, my God. Just recently, his daughter's like t- really talking about how much she enjoyed a movie she saw. And after a little while, he realizes she's describing Clockwork Orange. <laughs> He's like, you saw Clockwork Orange? she's like this guy's really bad so they pry his eyes open (laughs) 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 
God, he's so fucking smart. Oh. Well, I'm sure he also, you know, that something very similar probably happened with one of his daughters. Oh, my you know? God. Damn it. As soon as your kid sees something that you know is not for kids, oh. it's like a uh, bummer. Georgia, um, Georgia had watched their puberty. They watched a puberty video and uh, in fifth grade, and uh, they, they made us the parent. They wanted the parents to watch it first so before they showed it to the kids, and uh, the sound wasn't synced up, so... It was just two seconds off, so all the questions that these kids had to ask to adults in this movie uh, ended up just being mistimed so that it looked like the adults were asking the kids. So it looked like the uncle was saying to his nephew, what does it mean if my dick's smaller than everyone else's, my penis is smaller than everyone else's? And then the kid's like, in a very confident voice, don't worry, Eric. Boys have different sized penises. It was fucking hilarious. What are you doing? Oh yeah, I can't. Okay, by the way, I want to tell you, we just talked about roller coasters for one hour. No, I know. I thought I was kind of like starting to feel like maybe. No. That's the one thing about Periscope is like if you're periscoping and talking about roller coasters for too long, the comments would just start saying, "Stop talking about roller coasters." Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh. But because um, we just we were able to do what we wanted to do, and people can take the ride with us. Yeah, or not. You know, but well, we did talk for roller co- about roller coasters for a really long time. Like it, with the kind of enthusiasm that people, that, people would talk about comedy with, <laughs> right? But then also that you just you know, like when you're at the amusement park, like standing in line, all you do is talk about uh, you know how great that last ride was and what's what this next one's going to be like, and yeah, it's also like I mean, I guess if people you know that might be one of the main things that makes me makes me feel like I'm staying relatively young is that. Uh, I still love that shit, you know. And a lot of times I'm just there by myself and I'm still having a ball, you yeah. know, because I just once I'm on those rides, they just it it just feels so great and it's so like It's a great feeling. And especially the smooth, the really good smooth ones that they're, you know, constantly making now that aren't all wooden and uh knock the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, I'm getting out of amusement parks after the day. Like I'll go to the hotel and sit in the jacuzzi or something just to just to make sure, but you know, I'm not like super hella sore or anything the next day or yeah. or you know how throw my neck or back out you know yeah i, I i'm I've, more likely to do that than just doing a regular everyday activity yeah I've than put, sitting in one of those coasters because sometimes you're just strapped in and you're just yeah you know nothing's you know there's have nothing you ever to done, tweak have you ever done a rope swing like a, a legit rope swing overseas uh-uh. oh that that's what you got to do that is why that those are the best i'm trying to open one in the states I, if anyone knows any stadiums that will want me to work with them i'd love to do it it is we did it in moses mabita stadium in in uh durban and it's it's like five, i want to say 500 450 feet and there's a there's a line tied to the center of the sta- this stadium it's outdoors but it's an indoor stadium kind of indoor outdoor sure. um and then you climb up the spears spires so there's spires going up over the stadium and that's what the things hooked to them in the center you climb up the spires on a pair of stairs climb up over that spire onto a catwalk and walk out 450 feet on a catwalk they harness you in on a five-point harness you jump and you free fall arguably 420 of the 450 feet and at the last 20 seconds you know inertia or whatever you know the pendulum catches you and you swing out it's a lot like those rope swings that you see at like at like magic mountain the one that i was talking about but it is on steroids i did right because you you drop for so much farther you drop for fucking four and a half seconds and then Five once you, and then once you swing, do you have to? Is it like those that you have to kind of swing back and forth for a while until it's over, or how do you? How does it end? It's, um, 
No, it's God, I think I have one on my fucking TV to show you. Um, you you, sw- you swing out and then you swing back and swing back and swing back. They had to put a, a harness on the one in South Africa because people would swing out and if the wind was kicking, they'd swing up and hit their fucking face. Oh yeah, they some woman hit her fucking face. Oh, I can't wait to do this. <laughs> no, but it's but they have a, a break on it. You do them a lot in like New Zealand, Switzerland, Switzerland. Interlocking's got the best one I've ever done. Interlocking is the best rope swing I've ever done. It's uh. I forget what it's called, but it's in this really tiny canyon, and you jump off, and you free fall for literally four and a half seconds, and the rope catches you 10 feet off the ground, and you swing literally 10 (laughs) feet above rocks. Like, what? It is awesome. It is the best. See, I would want to take it. I I like having these crazy sensations. But as safely as possible. I don't yeah. need that part where, like, oh, look at how close you're coming to the rocks. Yeah. I don't need that part. I could, I, I'd rather drop 400 feet and still have another 100 feet to the ground. <laughs> that's, that's like you the one I mean? in New Zealand. The one in New Zealand, <laughs> you're like 50 feet, 40, like 100 feet off the ground. Yeah. And you don't feel like it's. Yeah, I don't need to have that extra thing of, like, oh, this is also seems dangerously close. Yeah. I just want to feel like the great feeling of plummeting. That's why the one time I did skydiving, I was attached to a guy. You know, because I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to know when to pull the thing or what to do. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't want to know any of that shit. Yeah, I've, oh, I've been skydiving. I don't want to try times. to hit the ground myself. I want to have that guy, you know, he hits first and then you hit. So yeah. like, you know, that's the thing. All these places that have skydiving, people are so terrified of it and think it's so dangerous. And there's, they all have perfectly clean records. Nobody ever gets hurt. People get hurt. Uh, ankles. No, 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 no. Like the weekend. How many I deaths went. are there? There's 48 a year. At how many places and how many jumps? Our average 48 a year. Oh, there's probably the percentage of deaths is minuscule. Right? Because like driving your car around every day in a city is way more dangerous oh, than yeah. any of this shit. Oh, easily driving your car in the city is da- more dangerous than skydiving. And, and, and you always go with a guy. Or you bungee know, jumping or any of these things. Oh, bungee. Rope swing is probably the safest out of all of them. Bungee then. I, then I'd go. I'd probably go. Skydiving than bungee. Did you ever hear about somebody getting an eye injury bungee jumping? No. I've never. Dude, actually, <laughs> let me take that back. The percentage of fail in the majority of bungee companies is zero. Like, right? They never fail. They never. No one's getting hurt at all bungee jumping. Is that why bungee jumping isn't so big anymore? Because it's so I, safe? I, I, I don't yeah, I never hear or see people t- talking about it. I loved it when I, you know, I did it a bunch of times. I did an illegal one out in the, out in the mountains in the, the National Forest outside of Reno. Really? Yeah. How hot? Yeah, with some fucking lunatic that, like, I can't believe I did it. Like, looking back on it, I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? Uh, I've worked with those people before. You know what I mean? Just seemed like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Took a group of us out there. Had an escape plan if, uh, if uh, you know, uh, the... Uh, what do you call them? Roll up on you, the, uh, the Rangers Park Services. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they roll up on you, you uh, you know everybody's got a bug out plan. Even if you're the guy doing the bungee, you gotta you gotta bail on bungeeing or get right back up. Yep. You know, we got shut and, down in Arizona and go. Yeah. So, but at night, so it's all like moonlight and flashlights. You went at night. Yeah, middle of the night. Me and Greg Barrett did it. It's one of the craziest things ever. Kidding me? Off of a bridge. Where you where your face gets this close to uh, fucking rocks and a stream? Holy shit! Yeah. So wait, where did With you meet a this lunatic. guy? With a lunatic. Where did you meet this guy? It was my first bungee jump ever. 
And I did it under those circumstances. <coughs> That's fucking insane. Some guy that worked at the club that we were playing in Reno, we were playing uh, 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 Catch a Rising Star in whatever the hotel was called at the time. I don't know if it was a Harris or a Hilton or whatever, because yeah. they switch them around sometimes. But uh, it, it was in Reno. And a guy that works there was like, hey, do you guys want to go on an illegal bungee jump? It's like 100 bucks or whatever. And we were like, uh, okay. And... Uh, you know, even the drive out there was scary. You know, winding road. We don't know this guy that's driving us out there. Yeah. And uh, sober? But, Are you sober? Uh, no, we probably got drunk first. Yeah. You know, we were because it was after a night of shows in Reno. Oh, <laughs> so, oh yeah. Okay. So you're done so work, and you're like, so we're so drunk and high going out into the middle of the fucking national forest to go out into onto a bridge, and yeah. and well, these guys set it all up, and and then you illegal bungee jump, and the guy even has to make it even scarier by. Uh, you know, I did the version where you just fall off backwards. Yeah, the de- dead man's drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's scarier, right, than just yeah. jumping off, or which is they're probably uh, they're pretty scary. equally scary. I think that one's scarier than just jumping off. But I think, uh, you know, uh, I think the the uh, harness on your ankles is scarier to me than the the other than kind. the the waist harness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The harness on your ankles is definitely a more intense experience. Yeah, I like the waist harness because just because to get you back up or to lower you, whatever they're gonna do, it's more comfortable. So this is ankles and backwards drop. Ankles, backwards drop? Over a fucking river. How high? A flowing river that you could see the rocks. How high? Uh, you know, probably 200 feet or something. Holy shit. So <laughs> the guy gets you out on, like, there's a kind of a thing you could stand on, and he gets me, and he's got my hands in both of his hands, and he goes, okay, now lean back, and he goes, on three. One and just let that you. old fucking gag of letting you go on one, yeah. which as you're falling, you're pissed, yeah. you know, like you <laughs> asshole, <laughs> fuck you. But I guess also it might just be something he got used to doing because of uh, the chicken out factor. You oh, know, yeah. if you're really counting to three, the person could go, wait, no, no, you know. Oh, I've I've had people on the ledge going, no, 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 I can't do it. Right, one girl crying. You, you got to fucking do it at AJ Hackett's place in uh, in in Australia, and she was sobbing, crying. I go, listen, and this is the truth. This will all be over the second you do it. This will not murder you. It's not. This gonna, will not murder not you. Die. It will not injure you. You will. It's scary, but it's it's fun. Scary. Trust me. Like people that say they don't like roller coasters at all, it just baffles me that they. Uh, they can't uh, just be open to the idea, but Jim it's a combination of things. Some people are scared of heights, yeah. just h- the idea of heights, not necessarily how dangerous they are, but just being hi- being up high. I guess that's still da- that's dangerous or vulnerable. But also, it's just this idea that there's going to be an accident. Yeah, drives me crazy because I, I, in our daily lives we do so much shit that's so much more dangerous. Yeah, it's it's a it's the best way to assess. Uh, controlled danger. Yeah, like it's 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 like, it's so much better to me than like a scary movie. I can't watch. I haven't seen a scary movie in a long time. I can't watch a scary movie. I well, I think I I can't watch them because they're boring. Oh yeah, I'm bored by them. Oh, they're looking around for something. Eventually, it's going to jump out at them. Oh, it's an axe murderer. Oh, she's got an axe in her head. You know, like it's like there's it, it, only so much of that I can see in my life. I've seen a thousand <laughs> horror movies. Yeah, yeah, and it just it's just so repetitive. And, you know, and then when something comes along where people say, oh, this has really got a new angle on it, it's just not – it's not new enough for me. It's like, the, okay, yeah, I get it. You put a little bit of a spin on it. Yeah. But it's still waiting for a shock and then relaxing and then waiting for another shock and then relaxing again. But none of them shock me anymore. A cat jumping out does not shock me because I'm waiting for the fucking cat to jump out. Yeah. You know? 
I wonder how. I wonder if it's easier to write a horror movie or a comedy. <laughs> it's easier to. I mean, horror movies you can get away with uh, not trying in some ways, you know. Yeah. Or you know, I do like the, I do like the mayhem in horror mil- movies. You know, when there's violence, I enjoy that. I'm yeah. not. I'm not against that. Uh, I just think that like. A great example now is it just came out and I'll never see it is uh, Human Centipede Part Three, uh, I, and it's yeah. uh, Section Three or whatever weird name he gave it. Uh, it's uh, you know, the first movie was three people and the second movie was ten people. And now this one's thirty people or something like that, and they're sewed together. This mad scientist sews them together. Ass to mouth. Yeah, and then. And then they have exploits. I don't know what happens once those people are like that. Yeah. It's like when in Tusk, the Kevin Smith movie, once Justin Long turns into a walrus for the rest of the movie, he's just a walrus just screaming about being a walrus. And you're just like, yeah, you're stuck being a walrus. <laughs> so that's how Human Centipede seems to me. Like, oh, this is horrible what's happening to these people. And uh, what? They, they can't run and jump in the car and start it up and escape. Yeah. They're all sewed together. It's 30 people. <laughs> so... Uh, I'll never see that because that just sounds disgusting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't like movies where it breaks. They break my heart at the at the the taking of someone's uh, like humanness. That's interesting. I I don't necessarily dislike a movie for that, but it does it does make me very sad. Like I really I lose it hard over like uh, you know um, anytime little kids are in jeopardy in a movie. Yeah. I don't like that. Like it used to, it used to freak me out. I don't know what I don't know what movie this is, but I saw a movie as a kid about um, the circus would come in town and the clown would come and account. Like remember it, mm-hmm. uh, it Stephen King's it. I didn't like it because he was stealing little kids, and then I was like, now he doesn't have a brother, and that would break my heart. And I'd be like, fuck, you can't do that, man. You can't take someone's <laughs> little brother. That's not right. cool. Like that would freak me the fuck out. Um, well, that's what I don't like about SeaWorld is that they separate the families, and now they got commercials saying they're not separating the families. And somebody sent me, you know, I've been like campaigning against SeaWorld, and somebody sent me a uh, tweet today that in fucking Orlando they're going to build an amazing roller coaster at, at SeaWorld. SeaWorld. <laughs> and I even tweeted just just mere weeks ago. Somebody can back me up on this. It's probably still in my. I might have favorited it myself because sometimes I favorite my own tweets because I want to remember. The joke or the sentiment oh, that's later. Fucking smart, you know. So, but people are like, "You favor your own tweets." Like I'm, like, uh, like I'm that egotistical. Like yeah. oh, this is <laughs> a, this is a favorite. It's not, as, not so not even. It's not that it's so good that I t- posted it. It's even better. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I wish I'd favorited it. If I didn't, I gotta go find it or something. Uh, uh, I said, uh, "Stop with the animal shows. Have a have really cool aquariums." I didn't. I didn't say all of this. It's too much for one tweet. But yeah. but the but my sentiment was make put in more rides and just make it an aquatic themed theme park. Yeah, they could do that. And they could do the shit out of that. And they could be competitive or more so with all the other parks because society is just gonna get tired of. We've seen. There's plenty of footage of Shamu jumping up into the air. Yeah. And kissing somebody or whatever the fuck they made it do. Like, <laughs> I grew up on it. I went to SeaWorld yearly as yeah. a kid. I lived, I grew up in San Diego. SeaWorld was my favorite thing after Disneyland, and it was closer. I love SeaWorld. Yeah. You know? So you watch Blackfish, and it's so fucked up. Oh, it's so fucked up. I mean, you look at them. 
What's, people what's, give me a hard time like now also like, well, you eat meat and they're doing horrible things to all those animals to get it to your plate. Oh, I didn't understand and, what veal was until I went to a working farm. Oh, I don't eat veal I anyway. Was like, so. I just had always assumed. What were you going to show me? Huh? What were you going to show me? <laughs> I Because um, I got to wrap it up soon, right? Yeah, yeah. How long do you usually do this show for? Uh, I don't know. I did. Uh, Am I Jeffrey's making you do like... a short one? No, no. This is perfect. Um. And I and then I could show it to the camera because I'm so proud of it. The artist uh, is a lady named Leah Tishone, and uh, this is not a photograph. This is this is drawn. What is it? Uh, and it's my new album's called Promotional Tool, <laughs> and the cover is a, a parody, uh, uh, not a parody, a copy of uh, Taylor Swift's album. With me instead of Taylor Swift. Oh, so when up. people are fucking around on iTunes. They, you know, they might click on it because they might think it's Taylor Swift's uh, massive selling album. (laughs) I wonder if I could get sued for doing something like for being so tricky. Um, (laughs) Tom Segura, Tom Segura named his album Thrilled and he was in the thriller position. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a great I feel like I want to say that I came up with it, but I know I didn't. But like, uh, because but I was definitely there when he was sitting at dinner talking about it. I guess it qualifies as parody. Oh, of course it you does. Just get away with it. Yeah, I wanted to call my next. I, I don't know what I'm going to call my next. I think I'm doing a call and sick to work show for my next hour special. I'm going to do it at 11 a.m. in D.C. That's awesome. Well, I Can took you, it from you. I took tell it, me when. I took it from you. 100 percent is I go into the clubs. Well, I'd never do a show at 11 a.m. That's no, but ridiculous. but the fact that you're that you. <laughs> I mean, I I did. I've done so many of those with you. Like the, your 420 shows mm-hmm. that you see how happy the fucking club is and you see how packed out and you're in competition with nobody that I started doing this. I Dude, go- the DC show, the uh, DC Improv, my Douglas movies at 420 on that Saturday, the weekend you're going to be there, yeah. has been sold out for weeks. Weeks. Really? And it's still weeks away. It's still a few weeks, like three or four weeks and away. And by right? the way, it's not like that's... And I'm, I'm not when is it? Let's just plug your date. Because that's the fun part, is my show's sold out. So now it's just come see Bert and hang out with us. Um, I think my shows are sold out too. There you go. Um, Nobody gets June hurt. June 11th, 12th, and 13th, I think. That sounds about June right. June 13th is the, your date. Um, 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 yes. Yes, that's going to be awesome. I got two other... Uh, Douglas movies regulars that I'll keep a secret for as a surprise, and uh, but that's what I do. I decided to take literally take a page directly out of your book, and I was drinking doing radio anyway. Like I'd go in, and they they'd always have booze, and they'd come up, come on, Bert. So I'd always drink, take shots, or drink a cocktail, or and then I just figured, fuck it, let's just go straight to the club from here and do a show right now. And I, the first one I did was in D.C. with Elliot in the morning. I go in, I drink on radio with him, and then me and him drove directly to the club, and it sold out in 20 minutes. And so I was like, I, that's my new fucking thing. So I do, I did Tampa, Edmonton. Um, I'm going to do Phoenix. Ta- I'm going to do a ball again. Dude, you got to give me the dates, and I, I will happily come uh, participate in some way. Oh, that would, be fu- that would be a blast. Yeah, are you kidding me? I did one in Pittsburgh, sold out. Uh, it's a fun fucking gig. But um, I love you know I love this shit you know like I uh, this last uh, Mother's Day, you know how comedy is on Mother's Day like comedy clubs they're yeah. they're empty or they just do, a lot of them don't even bother you know a lot yeah. of clubs are closed on Sundays anyway you know and uh, uh, people don't bring their moms to the comedy show at eight o'clock you know like mom Mother's Day really does kind of happen in the day 
And then that night, everybody just sits around and watches 60 Minutes or whatever whatever the fuck mom wants to watch, right? (coughs) So, like, stand-up comedy, I've never had a good time on Mother's Day. And then two years ago, I got the the brainstorm, oh, I'll just do a 420 show in Denver. Yeah. Because they're so they're so into weed there that like you know the ones with or without their moms they're gonna come and some brought their moms and the, and it sold out like it went from I can't get people to come out at all on Mother's Day to like now that I've got this very specific audience yeah. and just people that like me in general I mean I know I'd go to a show on Mother's Day yeah. I don't give a shit I'd go see my favorite band on Mother's Day or whatever yeah at all you know see you later mom yeah or you know a lot of people don't have a mom you know yeah for various reasons so. You know, and uh, and uh, or your your mom's not in the same town. Yeah. Like the, all these kids in Denver, their moms don't live there. They just come to the show, you know. That's, that's fucking genius. So, uh, you know, and then I, and Father's Day, uh, you know, it's like uh, now I'll just do a show on Father's Day because it's like, who cares? Like uh, there's plenty there's plenty of families that can go about their family. Like if the if I don't get the family audience at all. Yeah. There's still what do I what's this country right now? You know. The family audience is 200 million, and the rest is 100 million people. Yeah. That's enough people for me to work with as, I a, was blown away as a base to entertain, potentially. I was blown away doing your 420 show, your 419 show. What I was impressed with. Oh, the night before 420, we do a countdown I've like it's New Year's Eve. seen anything like that in my entire life. I'm really being serious. <laughs> I was blown away. And what even was more impressive, and I, I, me and Fultron kept looking at it, is how many people wanted to get a picture with you holding their pipe and taking a hit off their pipe? Yeah, that's a... Uh, that is... I mean, you I, hear, have... I hear bucket list all the time, and I go, please get more important things to, <laughs> that you want to do before you die. You, you must have <laughs> taken 100 hits. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like That's another thing that happens all the time. Is people are like, they love to say, I could smoke you under the table, or I could smoke more than you. Yeah. And it's just like, well, how... What does smoke more even mean? I just smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke. Yeah. I could smoke all day and night. What are you talking about? At what point? Like, one time in Toronto, I was at that Comedy <laughs> Under, Underground. Comedy Underground. I've, I've fucking, heard that story. And I fucking greened out there. And, like, that's, like, I, you know, that's the only example of me I've ever. I've heard that story every time and I And nobody go there. outsmoked me. I just fucking caved on my own, you yeah. know, just, just from a room full of people uh, outsmoking me, you know? Like it was, yeah. It was, it was too hard to do stand-up comedy while people are, you know, blowing smoke in your face. Oh, I've, I've done that club a number of times. And every time, I think I talk to you and you're like, bring a list. You're going to forget what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, I was That's like, nah. my strategy of every one of my shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like dabs? I love them, but that's where that's where it's truly like people that do dabs and me. Uh, that's where the what's the expression? The river meets the road because uh, I don't even know if that's an expression. The, the but, uh, something hits the pavement. Yeah, um, when that happens, it's in dabs. Like I can't. I, dabs will knock me out. Like I think my record in one, like let's say day or five hour period, is maybe five dabs. Really, and that was, you know, I was pretty out of it when it when I was done. It only takes one dab. One dab will do you. It will get you right there. I would never. I'm. And I would then, never do a dab. And it's probably smart. <laughs> uh, or, or, or come on my show and do one. <laughs> when do your kids turn eighteen? Let's let's write that down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> when can you officially? But I shortly. guess also, who knows? You know, who it's all seems to be moving in the right direction in terms of like. Uh, acceptance but it's fun it's it's funny that some of my 
you know, best friends in comedy and in life in general will not come on my show and just sit there and smoke weed with well, me. It's, well, even it, though we do that in our lives, you yeah. know. The show's interesting because it's it's. I, I told you I'm obsessed with it. It's my favorite show. I told you I want to do getting Burt with drunk. <laughs> That's right. Spin-off. We got it. I'll do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd appear on that because I could drink for 45 minutes without, uh, you know, getting so crazy blasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that show would have to be longer because hey, we get pretty high in 45 minutes. Fucking! I saw the girl from. Uh, Ipanema. No, the the girl from uh, Broad City was like got really fucking high. The one that was sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah. She got really high, and she's like a daily smoker, and I could see it in her eyes. I was like, I was like, she is fucking baked. But I love when you get like Jack Black on. Yeah, well, he was, you know, he he wants to come back on, like, and now he's training for it. God damn it! He's like it's, smoking a little bit just to get better at uh, to build it up again because he had just lost his tolerance through, uh, you know, having a family and a. You know, career and yeah, lots of you know he's uh, I, I, like, you know, my friend Brian Posehn he quit for a while. Like uh, when when you know when his kid was born or whatever. It's like I don't begrudge people on, on that score at all. It's like the uh, same thing as uh, alcohol or anything. Like I don't know why anybody gives a shit what other people are doing. Like yeah. if uh, you know, it can kind of be a party bummer. Like if you and I are hanging out and you're like, I don't want to smoke tonight. Or if I said to you, I don't want to drink, but you know, you always kind of want to be. There's always this thing where people want to be on the same plane. They want to be the same fucked up if they can be. Yeah. But so many of my friends don't drink or smoke at all, and don't mind what I'm doing. You yeah. know, and we all get along, and it's fine. You know. Leanne doesn't like, drink at all, and I. I think every time we go to dinner, I have a glass of wine. I don't think I've gotten in a drunken argument with a friend in like over a decade because we're all just doing what we want to do and yeah. and doing what we can handle. You know, like even when I'm blackout drunk, people tell me I'm not a problem. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I try not to get blackout drunk, but some days I wake up and I'm like, "Wow, there was two hours there. I could have gone. I could have gone on a murder spree." But last night I got pretty drunk. I was with uh, Stanhope's manager, and we were doing shots. And I was like, "I did a sh- I just don't sh- do shots. I that's how. That's how I. I, I get that's how I keep. Shots. That's how I keep it under control. Is I just say no to shots. Uh, Your always. version of everyone wanting to take a bong hit with you is everyone gives me a shot. Everyone yeah. wants to do a shot with me. Well, imagine and- being David Tell right now. I, he just—I think he had to quit drinking because it was—he it, it, couldn't. But you know what I mean? Like he—he—if he, he's in a bar, they're going to offer him drinks. Like they—they they not everybody got the uh, memo that he's he does, that he doesn't drink. I'd love to know. He why must he be drink. hounded by it. I'd love to know why. He quit. And he's such a sweet guy. Like I—I—I—he I, 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 seems to be getting nicer as time goes on. Strangely yeah. enough. <laughs> well, my fucking—they want me to do voiceover. You got to get. Rolling. I got to get going. Yeah. Well, I'll do voiceover. I got to go. I'm going to go pick up the first box of my new uh, CD that are. Uh, Going to be available physical copies you can get from a special thing, records.com. But you can get the digital download, which is the world's preference, uh, on uh, iTunes on June 9th. On June 9th. So a week from Tuesday, is that June 9th? Yeah. June 9th is right before. So you'll have them at your 420 show Uh, in in D.C.? Oh, well, I say I'm going to get some. Yeah, I'll have one. Uh, There'll probably be one in the prize bag. Oh, there won't be. Uh, but I don't sell. sell I don't sell shit at shows. Really? No. I'd rather go outside and smoke with everybody. <laughs> hey, wait, um, I gotta ask you before you leave. That's a tricky one, though. DC, like, there's no, you, you know, the street w- lets out into like it's. Oh no, you can. Oh, it's to smoke. Yeah, there's it lets out into a, a really busy <laughs> Washington really D.C. Busy. street. But D.C. is super down with weed. I mean, they really uh, passed they, it hard. The, really? The recreational, yeah, recreational's legal there now. So do you have to get a license? 
No, you don't have to do shit. In D.C.? Yeah. I don't think they sell it, but it's not illegal to have it. Okay. I don't think there's dispensaries or anything. What um hey, what's uh, before you leave I have to ask you, why did you just decide to do a CD and not an album? Or not a and not a <laughs> and not a DVD, like a like a video. Oh, cuz I just did a video. I did a uh I've I've been doing an album a year uh, for this is the 8th album in 8 years. Yeah. And uh just to, you know, sort of like these guys that do like Louie and Aziz that do a special once a year but they they make it a TV special. Yeah. I've just been doing albums cuz I like really got enamored with uh, uh George Carlin's output. Yeah. And with the idea of having a lot of stuff out there, because I I I'd never done an album as of eight years ago after already having been a comic for quite long enough that I should have done an album. So the first two albums are really good because they are just out of the gate all the greatest material from my first ten fifteen years of stand up. Yeah, you know. Then every album since then's been a panicked rush to get together enough material for an album e- each year. <laughs> so this is going to be the last one for a little while. Really? Because also I just did my first. Netflix special, and that seems to have opened the doors for if I can do more of those if I want. And so, so I'm thinking about maybe dovetailing the TV specials with the and the albums into one thing instead of ha- instead of doing both. So where did you shoot that in Denver? You know, where you make one and it's both. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. What- but I don't want to do one for a while because I really I'm really exploring the idea of uh, of being more. Uh, going on stage with nothing and just uh, trying to do 45 minutes. Like, not not Todd Berry's crowd work tour yeah. or Big J. Okerson's crowd work show. This is more like uh, there will be crowd work because there has to be, but they're more, more it's just about me just, like, deciding what I want to talk about sort of based on what the crowd wants me to talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think that, like, you know, what they want is what they should get. Yeah. You know? And some people at this point probably don't enjoy like my 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 written stand up material because they uh, they associate me with all these other things where I'm uh, ad libbing all the time. Yeah, that would make sense. You know. Yeah. Like like my stand up. Some people might be like, he doesn't talk about movies enough in his stand up. Some people might watch my movie yeah, podcast yeah. and go, he doesn't talk about being high enough. You know. Really so it's like you do you do all these things and hopefully people find the ones that uh, work for them. Where, where did you shoot your next special? At the Neptune Theater in uh, uh, Seattle, oh, really? uh, near UW, uh, beautiful theater, and they have these glass uh, windows, stained glass windows, that are all Neptune themed. They're all nautical. And throughout the theater, they've got, like, it's just got a, the whole place, they've just really done it over nicely. It's an old theater called the yeah. Neptune, and they just did a whole nautical theme. And it's really pretty and cool. And uh, when people tape their comedy specials there, uh, they cover up the stained glass windows and put a set up. Yeah. So we put a set in the back because the special was called uh, Doug Dynasty. So we put a bunch of ducks flying across some clouds in the, in, behind me. Yeah. But then, and that's also why there's ducks on my shirt. On I was the, on the Taylor Swift the thing. Ducks on she's shirt. got a, she's got some sort of bird on her shirt, and mine are mine are the ducks similar to the ducks from Doug Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, we left, but we left the stained glass windows, and then it became like a running thing through the through the show, uh, jokes about the stained glass windows. But but I just thought the place looked really cool, so why go in there and cover them up? You yeah. know, I, I I wanted to do it in that the the company that did the special came to me and said, you know, what do you think of the Neptune? That was like one of the I think that was their second suggestion, and I said yes. 
I think they asked me where I wanted to go, and I picked some theater that, for one reason or another, was too expensive. I forget which theater I picked. What's your favorite theater to play? I gotta get going. Yeah, I don't do. I do, I I don't I don't do theaters enough. I don't do theaters at all, barely. What's your? But if you like, if you like here in L.A., the one that I sort of want to conquer is I'd like to do something at the Wiltern. I'd love to do the. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'd totally do something at the Wiltern. I love the Wiltern. I think the Wiltern's fucking badass. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't I, on the other hand, I would never want to be on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. I'd love to be. I'd love to be on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. It's just so vast. I, love, how about, I did how about, Carnegie Hall, and it was too big. How about what's the one in and I Los just dropped Feliz. Carnegie Hall, and you're asking me about Los Feliz, the Greek, the Greek. I like the Greek. Yeah. All right. I'm you know what you else? Go. I didn't. I never asked for something to drink. Or you, ma- you offered maybe, and I just didn't say anything. Do you need something to drink? Well, it's just weird that I, I, I'm so cottonmouth right now because I've just been. It's odd to do a podcast and talk for this long and not take one <laughs> sip of anything. <laughs> just been hitting the pipe and looking at looking at these Reese's pieces. Oh, they're fucking good. I was thinking of that as a category on Douglas movies. Reese's pieces, like uh, movies where you see. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's tits or something like that. Uh, you could do a category of... Or, or greatest, naughty bits. You have the greatest names of albums ever. Well, thanks. I'd like you to name my albums. It'd be good. <laughs> I was thinking about doing one liver with like all the fucking lights like in that bar thing, just lights, and it says liver. Burt Kreischer, liver. But it's going to look like liver. <laughs> you should go on tour with the Oneaters. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Uh, okay, bye, guys. Thank you. So that was the podcast, everybody, and it was brought to you by Audible.com. I want to thank Audible.com, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Get this book. You get a free one. It's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing by Marie Kondo, Kondo, K-O-N-D-O. It is yours. If you want to listen to it, Audible's got it. They've got 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you are going to find what you are looking for, so get it. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial period today by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com backslash BurtCast. Declutter your life. Streamline it. I'm trying to get rid of clothes right now. My daughters are in the backyard. They're driving me fucking nuts. The show's over. New podcast every Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.